Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Teach us this morning the meaning of these prayers, especially when we pray your will be done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is a sermon on uh, your will be done. Last week we had your kingdom come. And that is perhaps a prayer that really only God can answer. We cannot bring God's kingdom. He is the one who must bring it. But this week, with your will be done as it, on earth as it is in heaven, it is perhaps a prayer that even though in the end God only can answer it, we can be part of the answer, can we not? We can begin to do God's will even now. We can repent of our sins, we can love and obey and serve God. I want to make four points in connection with this petition, your will be done. The first thing is to observe that this prayer is a necessity because God's will is done in heaven, however it is not done on earth and hence the need for us to pray this prayer, your will be done. Heaven is that part of God's creation where God's will is done, where he is loved, where he is seen and appreciated in his glory and his goodness, and where he is served with joy and readiness by creatures. But on earth, things have come apart. God has said to his people, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength, and you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Here is one central expression of the will of God. But this is not done on earth. As John said to the crowds coming out to be baptised, you brood of vipers. Now, there's no love in vipers, is there? They are these cold, reptilian, venomous, poisonous things. You've got to be on your guard against vipers. And John characterises his hearers as vipers, those who are very far from the will of God that we love him with all our heart and love our neighbours as ourselves. There are in that crowd tax collectors who were notorious for assessing goods at an inflated value in order to kind of gouge uh, sellers at the city gates and make more money for themselves. There were in that crowd soldiers who might supplement their pay by kind of running a protection racket on the side at the tip of their spears. And the crowd, convicted by John's fiery preaching, asks, what should we do? And John answers, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Now, what's John saying in saying that? He's at least saying that love your neighbour as yourself means that no one should be left destitute without clothes or food while we have these things to share with them. But even that is very hard for us to achieve in the world we live in. We haven't achieved it. The reasons that people are without clothes Food or a place to live are complex. It's not a problem we've solved, either locally or globally. Most of us feel the challenge of providing for us and our own, that challenge is more than enough. Most of us, if we're motivated to work hard 
We're motivated to work so that we can make sure that we have more of the good stuff. The generosity that John refers to here that means that if I have two shirts, I give my one spare shirt to whoever needs it, leaving me with only one, that's a kind of generosity that makes me uncomfortable. I mean, I can imagine in a crisis doing that happily. There's a bushfire that goes through, a flood, a war. But outside a crisis, is this a way of life that we could live? Is this wise? Is it practical? Can we really live like that? God's will that I love my neighbour as myself, even if that neighbour is a stranger, perhaps an unworthy person, an enemy even, it seems too idealistic actually to practice. And so how should we put this into practice? How can God's will be done? How will the prayer, your will be done on earth as in heaven, be answered? Well, Jesus comes to do God's will. This has got to be the foundation and the source of the answer to this prayer. Jesus comes and he says, I seek to do not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus in Mark 14, 36, prays to God, not what I will, but what you will, can characterise Jesus' whole life as a doing of the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus loved his neighbour. He loved his neighbour in a way that cost him more than his spare shirt and some food. In response to the enormous need of a crooked and damaged and dying humanity, he poured himself out to meet that need. Though he was rich, writes Paul, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. We are, of course, there talking about Jesus' death on the cross. That's where he really became poor, but also about the whole course of his life, including his incarnation, which we remember at Christmas. His emptying of himself and being found in human likeness so that he might be obedient to the will of God to death, even death on a cross. Jesus comes to do God's will on earth. And thirdly, Jesus sends his spirit that we might learn to do God's will. Jesus, uh, sorry, God promised his people in our Old Testament reading, Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. God's promise is that he will overcome his people's inability to do his will. He'll overcome this by giving us new hearts, putting new spirits, his spirit in us. Jesus, who died, who rose, then sent his spirit on his people to renew and transform them. And hence we read in Romans 12, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. The pattern of this world is to prefer our will, our desires, our judgments, to prefer that over God's will and his desire for us. We can find it very hard to approve God's will, to see, yes, that's good and right. We might think, give my spare shirt to that person? Why? Why don't they have one? And whose fault is that? I earned the money to make sure I could have a spare shirt. It's mine. What will happen if I give it to them? Will they be back next week asking for another one? How will I get along? How will I get ahead? If I have to share everything, share it with others who may or may not be able to or willing to reciprocate. Now, these may be fair questions in many ways, but the real question is, have we any love for our neighbour? Have we any willingness to help them in any way, even if we don't truly know how to help them? Even if we doubt that giving half our possessions to them is the best answer. Have we any love for our neighbour? How might we begin to understand and approve and do God's will? Well, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is, don't start with your neighbour, actually. Start with God. Get a view of God's mercy. God's mercy upon you. Despite your sin and your imperfection, you are loved by God. Christ has come to us, to you, both to call you back to God and to open the way and to lead you in it, to carry you along it. To lead us back to God by his death and resurrection. And so... Offer yourself back to God. Offer yourself back to God so that he might shape you, that he might make your life a gift to him to do his will. Get a view of God's mercy and offer yourself to God and then be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In Romans 8, we read, Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires, what God wants, his will. When we do offer ourselves to God, he does go to work on us and in us. It's not automatic, but a transformation, a renewal of our minds is possible. We can learn to appreciate, value, love God's will. And we can learn how to love our neighbour. It does happen. And it can start in just being honest. That's where John started with his hearers. Even tax collectors came to be baptised. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you're required to. Just be honest. And so are there ways we can be more honest, more fair to others. There's a start in doing God's will. It can start in just being content 
and not looking for ways to line our own pockets. That's where John started with the soldiers. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money. And don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. And so again, are there ways that you and I can learn contentment? Not to envy others, not to seek that bit extra we can squeeze out of them so that we can have it. But our efforts to do God's will can, you know, go further. We can love him and our neighbours in bigger ways than that. David Bussow was Senior Australian of the Year in 2008. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I, I just found out about him in thinking about this sermon. He was a successful entrepreneur and a Christian. He was uh, moved to seek to help people and he was living in Bali in the 1970s where he pioneered microfinance. Uh, small loans given to individuals to give them some capital to get a small business going, just to get them to a point where they could do something they had the vision and skill for but they couldn't afford. Seeing the power of this way of sharing, he teamed up with a like-minded American, a guy called Al Whittaker, to found the organisation Opportunity International. And today, that is a network of organisations in over 22 countries, helping millions of people, putting shirts on backs and putting food on tables. Their stated motivation is, we respond to Jesus Christ's call to love and serve the poor. Now, between not extorting money out of people and being content with your pay, and starting a you know, global network of organisations to... There's a, there's a range in there, and we're probably going to fall somewhere in the middle. We might not start such organisations, but we can support them. We can multiply their efforts and their impact. If God puts it in our hearts to do his will, which includes to share with those who do not have shirts and food, etc., we can join with our fellow Christians in doing the same. Jesus sends his spirit that we may learn to do God's will. One more brief point. Jesus will return to perfect the doing of God's will upon earth. John pictures Jesus in this way. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. In this age where we live now, What is valuable to God and what is worthless to God are all in a heap together. But Jesus will winnow. He brings his winnowing fork. He tosses this heap up into the air. The chaff is blown by the wind. The grain falls down and it's separated. Jesus will separate out the valuable wheat from the worthless chaff. And Jesus will preserve the wheat. All that is fruitful. All that is in accordance with God's will. Jesus will burn up the chaff. All that is useless and waste, all is fruitless and does not accord with his will. So this is a word of warning to us. Let us be ready. Let our lives yield up the wheat that God values. It's also a word of hope that God's will will be done. It will be done on earth as in heaven.
Shall we pray? Our Father, we know that sometimes it's difficult to see what your will is, how it should be carried out in our particular situations. We also know that it's hard for us to want and to love your will sometimes. And so we pray that your will will be done, firstly, in us, that as we offer ourselves to you, we are changed We are able to see and to approve and to do your will in our own lives. And we do look forward, Lord, to the time when you will perfect the doing of your will on earth as it is in heaven. And all things will be as they should be. Keep this hope alive in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name.